What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. And welcome everyone to another 2017 podcast award nominee comic news show, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones. I am Travis Jones, the Blazing Defender. What's going on, guys? Happy Monday. Happy National Day. You know how it's a national day for fucking something every day? Well, today's National Day, so thank you. Uh, thank America, right? Hey, it's National Day. I'm thanking my country. Um, greatest country in the fucking world. Thanks, guys, for joining in. I want to thank my Facebook live chat group that's already here. Uh, I've got some people on break at work, which is awesome. Got some guys that are always here with me 24-7. They've been doing this since I've been doing this, which is fantastic. So thank you guys for being in the chat group. I've got my troll. My troll is in the group now. I'm sure there's going to be some mean faces fly up here in a minute. That's awesome. If you if you don't have a troll, if you do shit on the internet and you don't have a troll, you ain't made it, guys. You just ain't made it. Uh, but no, thanks a lot, guys. You really helped me out by, you know, you chat with, between yourselves and you help me out when I mispronounce shit and I get shit wrong, so I really, really appreciate it. Um, oh, Brett, got to go. Break's over. Okay, buddy. Appreciate it. There he is. Troll's back. Hey, the troll. Um, but yeah, what is the Blazing Defender Report? Well, for people that don't know, you better ask somebody. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, Blazing Defender Report is a comic news Let's say movie news and comic reviews show. Okay, I buy comic books every week. Uh, my goal really is not to review it. Like you're not going to hear me say shit like, "Oh, this inker and artist, uh, the way they shadow uh, with their inks and the colors, and they do this, and it's Renaissance this and that." <laughs> I don't do all that shit, obviously. I couldn't even, like, make it up in my head. So, therefore, my reviews aren't going to be like that. My goal is to get you guys excited enough to go out and say, man, that sounded like a really cool idea, a really cool story. I've been wanting to check out this comic book, this character, because I love him in the movies. I'm going to go to the comic shop, and I'm going to read some of the source material that they get from the comics uh, to put into the movies. So that's my goal. That's my whole goal on the Blazing Defender Report, which brings me to iTunes reviews. Uh, please, if you haven't checked me out on iTunes, please do that. There's a lot of cool shit you don't get uh, on the, in the Facebook video that you do get on the audio. My producer, Mike Waters, fantastic. He does a lot of cool shit. And, um, and leave a review. Leave a five-star review. Uh, and I'm going to talk about some of the reviews that I've been left because I haven't read them. Uh, I noticed I've had some, and I was like, holy shit, this is cool. 
And then I'm reading them and I'm cracking up. They're fantastic. So uh, I might be reading yours on the show today. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but now that's what the show's about. I hope you like it. If you don't like it, that's cool. You don't have to like, I'm not everybody's bag. Trust me. Um, but if you have a friend or a relative or somebody at work that really you think might dig the show, share the video, share the iTunes. You can go and share episodes on iTunes. That really helped me out a lot. Uh, it's called analytics. I know big words on the show, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not a total dumbass. Uh, it's a university of Louisville education for you, but, uh, yeah, do that, uh, share, share. I'm getting trolled right now with mean faces and hearts. It's hilarious. But, uh, for, yeah, for all my iTunes listeners right now, I do do a Facebook live show every week. And I usually try to do it on Monday. If I don't work on Monday, that's when I have the show. So join in the conversation. We've got guys in the chat right now talking and, uh, they'll correct me when I'm wrong about shit. And they will, when I mispronounce names, uh, they'll correct me. It's pretty cool. But, um, they, it's a really good chat group. Cause I know a lot of these guys and, uh, they're big comic fans. They're, they're, they love the genre. And, uh, it's just like being, it's like being at a coffee shop, man. It's like being at a coffee shop and you're just hanging out, you're drinking your black rifle coffee and you're, and you're chatting with your bros while this big 250 pound idiot just talks about comic books. So it's pretty cool, man. Join in. I'd love to have you in the chat. Uh, but now first, a word from our sponsors. I've always wanted to say that. Um, all right. I have to do this correctly. For all your collectible needs, this is Collector Zone. Collector Zone. Go to CollectorZone.com, guys. They are your one-stop shop for all your collectible needs. And I am so excited. They just picked up Mezco Toys. Mezco Toys, guys, I'm telling you, they are like, they are the second-ranked toy to me in all the toys. It's really, really cool. I've got one to show you guys. Uh, it is the Mezco it's, it's a Mexico exclusive. It's Commander Rogers. The boxes are really, really cool. Um, I'll show you this box. And like you flip the box out, you've got this cool pick of Captain Rogers kicking some ass because that's what he do. And then there is Commander Rogers right there in all of his glory. Um, now, I don't take him out because I don't take toys out of boxes. Uh, new inbox, man. Come on. You, you watch, you watch, uh, Big Bang Theory. You know what I'm talking about, Sheldon. Uh, but no, he's got like all these cool hands and, uh, all of his stuff is you're able to take off. Like, I know I got really weird with this last episode, but like, like he's got clothes. Like it's not like an average action figure. Uh, now they're pricey. I'm not going to say they're not, but Masco is quality, quality stuff, man. You pose them up and they look great. I, I will take him out eventually when I get a, sh a nice shelf up where I can put him up. But I want to show you another uh, toy that they sell. It's NECA. Now, NECA has done some stuff with Marvel. NECA does really, really cool shit. Now, I'm going to show you all this one. I love this guy. I got him at a comic convention. He's not in box, okay? And that kind of sucks. But I was going to pose him up anyway because he's too cool not to. He's huge. I want, I want you to see how big this son bitch is. Look at this motherfucker dog. And he's heavy oh my god he's so heavy i'm showing a deadpool um he is a neca check that out dog d pool bitch his he's got guns and like check this out like his knife comes out ah, stab you in the face uh his gun comes out 
he comes with all kinds of extra stuff. Like his belt and this harness and everything comes off. He's just, I mean, he's awesome. Look at this. I mean, look at that detail, dude. I mean, and look how massive he is. I mean, oh my God. He's a monster. Uh, but I love him. He's got different hands. He's got swords that go in his back. I don't know where they are. Uh, I was probably playing with him and lost them. Uh, but no, this is a NECA type figure. So uh, I'm not sure if Marcos, you can get those or not. But they're the Marvel Epic series. NECA makes them. But uh, I'm just trying to show you what kind of quality that is. I mean, that's just so badass. And all the accessories. He's got big rifles and shotguns and shit. It's pretty awesome. But I wanted to show you guys that because I love him. Like, he was like, Deadpool Deadpool's probably impossible to get now. I'll be honest. At cons, he runs about 150 bucks new in box. This guy had him out. And I was looking at him. And I went... Oh my God, he's awesome. Like I didn't, I've never seen him out of a box. And the guy goes, yeah, he goes, I got all the accessories and stuff with him too. He goes, I just don't have the box. And I went, oh yeah, he goes, yeah, give me 60 bucks. <laughs> and I went, what? It, well, I'm sorry, what'd you say? He goes, give me 60 bucks. You want him 60 bucks. And I went, I got 50 bucks. He goes, I'll take 50 bucks. <laughs> so I got him for 50 bucks. I was so fucking happy, man. It was like made my day. It was like when I first got to the con, too. It was like the first booth I walked down. I seen the one in box. I'd never seen it before. I'm getting off track, but I get really excited about toys, man. Like, I don't know. I'm a kid, right? So, uh, but yeah, that's NECA. Uh, yeah, Marcos, I even said, he said, we can try regardless. And that's a great thing about Collector Zone. You can contact these guys, and they're going to look for you, man. They're going to try to find it for you. Not many fucking toy retailers are going to do that. So hats off to Collector Zone. Very proud, very, very proud uh, to be a partner with these guys. You want to save some money? Christmas time's coming, yo. Christmas time's coming. All right? They got Funko Pops. Uh, and I'm going to save you some money. You know, you can put a lot of Funko Pops in a, in a stocking. I did it the other day. I got like seven. I got seven in a fucking stocking. Okay? Your kids are going to fucking freak over these things. All right? 10, 12 bucks. I'm going to save you some money on that. I'm going to save you some money on all this shit. You want Mezco? I'm going to save you some money on it. Blazing Defender 20 in the coupon code is going to save you 20% off your total order. Guys, 20%. Let me know another podcast. Let me know. Let me know if 10 first, Joe Rogan, uh, oh, dare I say, Kevin Smith is giving you 20% off anything. No, 20% is not tax, Andrew. 10% tax, Rody. 20%. 20%, yo. 20%. That's twice as much as tax. I don't know where you live. It's 10% in the state of Kentucky. I don't know what you I don't know where you live. But yeah, so none of those guys are giving you shit for listening. Blazing Defender and Collector Zone do. That's what we do. We make people's lives better through toys and podcasts. God damn it. That should be on a t-shirt. All right, guys, um, and another, if you're in the Louisville area and you're looking for a comic shop, The Zone Comic Shop on Her Lane, H-E-R-R, -R, like right her, like right her, right dar, right her, uh, Her Lane in Louisville, Kentucky, Dan, the owner, huge nerd, oh, 6%, thank you, Scott, 6%, yeah, dog, I'm giving you 20, what's up? Why well, ain't no troll? Ain't no trolling on that, is there, dog? Uh, but no, uh, go to the zone. Dan is great. Dan 
can get you things. He'll find you stuff, a la Collector's Own. He's great. The comic shop's great. He has great books, like really like in good condition books. And what I'm going to do is show on that one day because I have a lot of people that have gotten back into comic books. And they're asking me questions about collecting, like how to keep them in good shape. And we'll, we'll go over all that. That'll be a different show, but that is coming. Uh, yes, Dan is very cool, Tony. You're absolutely correct. If you go into the zone, please tell Dan that you watched the Blazing Defender Report and I sent you there. Okay? All right. Uh, last but not least, I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network, the GSTU. GSTU soldier represent. Uh, we got great shows on there, man. DC on screen. These guys might be the hardest working people in podcasting. They do a show for every DC TV show. Like every episode of Arrow, every episode of Supergirl, every episode of Legions of Tomorrow. Sorry, Legends of Tomorrow. They do a show. I mean, they're constantly putting out shit, man. So check those guys out. They're really good. My boys at Botch, the D&D podcast. They are phenomenal. One of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. They're a group of friends, very, very funny friends that get trashed and get through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Great show, man. Please check those guys out. Uh, Toy Power, our boys over in Australia are talking toys. Check them out. Pokemon Go, Breaking the Panel. Uh, Casey Strohs, which was a, has been a co-host on my show a couple times, is the newest member. Uh, he's the newest uh, panel breaker, I guess you would say, on breaking the panel. Those, those are some really good shows, guys. They get they get into it from a, a a different level than what I get into it to. They get a lot deeper in, but uh, it's a great show. I am a host on that show every once in a while, like a special co-host every once in a while. So check them out. Uh, okay, I want to talk about the iTunes reviews real quick because they're fucking great. All right, uh, I'm so happy about these. They've made my day. They really have. Okay. Um, this is from, uh, this is from another, co- uh, another podcast called nerds with words. Uh, I've talked to them on Facebook or on Twitter a few times. Uh, who doesn't like poignant, interesting, and funny comic book talk? Exactly. Everyone does. And if you're one of those people, look no further than this show. Go click subscribe now. A plus, 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 plus podcast. Thanks guys. I really appreciate that. Okay. This is the one that I cracked up over. Uh, fish deck 69 says, I'm new to comic books, but I find this show incredibly fascinating. Travis tells great stories and gives great reviews from someone who is just who is just passionate about his comic books. Because of his show, I bought my first comic book in the last 15 years. I fully recommend it. That is awesome, Fish Dick. Thank you so much for that. That is the goal of my show is to get people back into comic books. Is that you, Dennis? Is that you? No way. Is that you? Dennis Robinson uh, is also on the Botch podcast. Uh, ah, that's not him. He's fucking around with me. I knew he was. Okay. Uh, all right. I got another one. I got another one real quick to show you. Because uh, this, this one was what I was like, are you kidding me? That's like the greatest compliment of all time. Oh, here it is. This is by P. Ian Hunt 321. Love the show and enthusiasm to host shows. Been watching this guy since his early days on YouTube and he gets better and better. I have no, I got, I have no idea who this guy is. 
Uh, he's the Chuck D of podcasts. He keeps it real. He has saved me a lot of money at comics that I would have bought and turned and turned me on the comics that I would have never noticed. Very knowledgeable and entertains. Movie movie reviews are on point to get on the train. Chuck D of podcasting. Are you kidding me? Can I quit now? Is there anything left in podcasting to do when somebody calls you the Chuck D of podcasting? But I like I like white people. I do. I really do like white people. So I'm not typically the Chuck D of podcasting. But no, I thought those reviews were great. Uh, thank you so much for those guys. Uh, that That's some funny shit, man. So, hey, if you haven't left a review, go leave a review on iTunes and Facebook. You can leave a review on Facebook now also. So go there. Uh, if you like the videos, leave leave a, a, a review on, on there. There's already a few people that have done that. So I didn't even know you could do that. And I said, it says you have a notification. I went, oh, awesome. I go and it's like a review. And I went, you a review? Are you kidding me? And uh, yeah, so they were really good reviews. So cool, man. I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, yeah. All right. So enough of me. Enough about me, right? Uh, this show ain't about you, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, here, I got some movie news, okay? Movie news. Damn. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be negative and mean because you are a troll. Uh, you didn't have to be, Andrew. You know, you can get out of this troll box you're in by leaving me a good review. I'm just saying. Guys, for everybody listening on iTunes, I do try to engage with the chat as he leaves me mean faces on the video. It's funny. Um, I do try to engage in the chat, but I'll be honest with everything I'm looking at, my notes, the screen, my audio, uh, sometimes I miss stuff. So I do try to engage whenever I can. Okay. Movie news, guys. Uh, I don't have a lot today. I really don't. Uh, but I thought this was interesting. Vanity Fair are doing Avengers covers for Infinity War coming up. And everybody is kind of like in either their old shit, not their old shit, but their present uniform or their new stuff. Like Thor's in new stuff. Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, she's in her, her new uniform. Thor's got his new look. The only one that doesn't is Captain America. Captain America is in his strike uniform from Winter Soldier, which is my favorite. Uh, it's kind of patterned after my Commander Rogers here, my Mesco toy. Um, <clears throat> but now, why is that? Why is... Because we've already seen some footage where Cap is bearded, which is fucking awesome. I cannot wait for that. Um, so, what is going on with his strike suit on this Vanity Fair cover? Well... Uh, there's a couple things maybe up with it. This is my take. My take is the Russo brothers are not wanting to show what Cap looks like. Now, we know after Civil War, uh, we see Cap breaking out the other Avengers at the vault. He doesn't, he's, he's kind of like in a black uh, suit with no star on his front. Well, and I don't know if you know this or not, but Sebastian Stan recently signed an autograph uh, for uh, Chris Evans at an event and said, from Nomad. Now, for all you comic guys, you know Nomad is who Cap went to when he kind of did away with uh, the Stars and Stripes uniform because he really didn't know where he fit in in America. Like, America was kind of in turmoil. He was in turmoil. 
and he had to get away from it, and he became this guy called Nomad. Now, uh, is that who Cap is going to be, and is that what his outfit's going to look like? I don't know. It's not going to be the strike suit from Winter Soldier. I totally doubt that. So that's my take on it, uh, but I thought it was funny that he's the only one not in his current or present day uniform they used the strike suit for some reason so and i can't wait to see cap rocking a fucking beard all right in infinity war news we've got a date for the trailer now i will be doing oh yes yes i will be doing a reaction to that trailer uh december 3rd i'm not sure the time yet but i'm sure you can google it infinity war trailer december 3rd and it's going to tell you uh, it's going to be everywhere. I look forward to drop sooner than that since they already have a date. Typically, that's always what happens. But I'm very, very excited. Um, you know, these teasers, these teaser trailers don't give you a lot, okay? But what I will do is I'm going to frame every shot and try to find some kind of clue on what on what's going on with uh, Infinity War. All right, little Justice League news. There's been a lot of talk about Justice League. Um People are all over the place with how much money it's making. Uh, now, honestly, you know, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Andrew, you're killing me, dog. You're killing me. That's funny. You know who has it if you watch the show. I'm not telling you again. Look at Gold Episode 55. I break, I, I break it all down where all the Infinity Stones are. I'm telling you. Uh, but that's funny that you said that. Um, Andrew asked where the Soul Gem was, and I have this theory on where the Soul Gem is. Uh, it's not its not an original theory. Uh, it actually was at the time, but other people have claimed it, so I really can't call it mine, I don't guess. But, <clears throat> yeah, that's where the Infinity Stone, the Soul Gem is. But, uh, okay, Justice League. Lost my train of thought. Justice League. Justice League is over $500 million now. It's $300 million o- worldwide, like over overseas. Um, and I guess that puts it around a little over $2 million, $2 million here. And people are talking about, like, this movie's made over $500 million now. And people are talking about it being a failure. That's nuts. Like, where do we live at in a world where this, this movie's a failure because it's, it's, at a half, it's at a half a billion dollars right now? Uh, and it's going it's, it's to build. I still was unable to find a drop-off. Like, like for instance, Spider-Man, which I thought would not have that big of a drop-off because of the weekend it was, it was brought in at, had a 88% drop-off from opening weekend. Okay, now to put that in perspective, uh, Civil War, um, oh, uh, Rogue One, a lot of these movies have huge drop-offs. I was really curious to see with the word of mouth because the word of mouth has been very positive for Justice League. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes viewer score will indicate that. Like, it's at damn near 90%, which is fucking high for a viewer score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Yeah, like, yes, John, it is growing. So I'm really curious to see what the drop-off was because I I know there was drop-off because it didn't make, because it wasn't even number one. Kuko was... Uh, the Pixar animated movie was number one. So I know it didn't beat that. So I know it didn't make another $100 million the second weekend, which it wouldn't have. But I, I think it's going to be uh, – it's got legs is what I mean. And a lot of DC movies don't have legs. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, and just kind of segueing into Justice League, a lot of people – there is a petition online 
Can't remember the guy's name, but I dig it. Um, he has petitioned for Zack Snyder to have uh, his director's cut released. Now, this is this is me knowing what I know about movies and how those things work. I would love, 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 love to see Zack Snyder's vision of this movie. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. A lot of his stuff when Joss came on and he left was uh, the CGI wasn't finished yet. So what I'm saying is for there to be a Zack Snyder version of Justice League would take a lot of money. Editing, soundtrack, score, uh, which they're different. Uh, when I said soundtrack score, they're different. Um, CGI, a lot of this stuff is not going to get done. I hate that because I would love to see what Zach's film looked like. And a lot of people have came out that were involved with the original shooting, even the, uh, the principal photographer of, uh, photography. Um, he's even came out on Twitter and was like, he really wants to see the final version of Zach's film because he felt like it was so good. So, hey, Joss did a great job finishing the film up. No complaints there. Would I love to see a Zack Snyder ultimate cut? Absolutely. I do think we will get an extended cut in the DVD or at least a bunch of deleted scenes. But uh, seeing like the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition, which was far superior than the theatrical version, probably not going to see it. And that sucks for fans, but... That is the the that it is what it is. It all comes down to money, guys, and they're not they're not going to waste the money on making a director's cut, even though I think it would really make a lot of money. Anyway, um, still staying in the DC universe here. Deathstroke. I didn't even know this. I didn't know this. Deathstroke is getting a solo movie by Raid director Garth Evans. Now, if you have not seen the Raid, you need to really ask yourself why. I'm not even going to tell you about the premise of the movie. It's very groundbreaking. The cinema photography is incredible. Go see The Raid. Garth Evans made a classic movie. He is doing the Deathstroke movie with Joe Maginello. I am fucking hyped for this. Holy shit. This could be... I mean, this may be my DC movie, honestly. Like... I don't know how I could get much better than that. So he's also doing the script as well. So we're going to see. We'll see. We'll see what it's about. But uh, I know Maginello's really bought into playing Deathstroke. Garth sounds super pumped about the movie. It's been greenlit. So let's just hope, man, they, they, do, they do it right. Yes, John, I totally agree. Perfect casting for Deathstroke with Joe Maginello. I mean, when he showed up on that boat at the end of BBS, Spoiler alert, uh, which actually Zach kind of, he kind of ruined this scene a year ago, but I get it. I had forgotten all about it till I seen it. When he shows up and takes his helmet off and he's got the white hair and the beard and the eye patch, I'm like, holy shit. I love Manu Benet. Manu Benet plays Deathstroke on Arrow. I think he's great. I love Manu Benet. I loved him in Spartacus. I think he's a fantastic actor. He, me and my wife met him at a comic convention at Wizard World Louisville. He's a cool, cool motherfucker. And uh, I didn't think I would like anybody else in that role, but Joe Maggi has got it down pat. So really hyped to see all that. Um, okay, uh, James Wan is the director of Aquaman. 
he has come out on Twitter and said there will be this quote. This is him quoting no air bubbles for our dialogue in my movie. Talking about the Aquaman scene with Mirror in Justice League where Mirror creates like a an air pocket, so to speak, so they can talk underwater. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews on that. Some people are like, well, it's fucking stupid. I myself thought it was cool as shit. I was like, how are they going to talk underwater unless they use some type of telepathy, right? Which I thought would kind of been fucking stupid. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was cool. I thought, wow, that's really neat to have um, to have like her using the, the oxygen in the water to form this air pocket so they could speak. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, now, what is James Wan doing about dialogue underwater then? He didn't say. We don't know. Maybe it is some type of telepathy or something. I don't know. I, I'm kind of wondering how that would that would trans transpose over. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dennis says I want them. I want them to click like dolphins with subtitles. <laughs> this is the kind of shit you get on botched, ladies and gentlemen. If you're kind of wondering what that show's about, it's shit like that. That comment kind of is botched in a nutshell. Actually, uh, that's funny shit, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for being here, <laughs> Dennis. Honestly, uh, but yeah. So I'm really curious what James Wan has planned. Aquaman looks fantastic, um, and the movie is done. It's finished. It's in post production now, and with all the insider talk, it's really good. So hey, man, maybe DC's on a roll. Let's see. Uh, all right, and on a kind of a side note, uh, I won't get into any spoilers here, but I finished The Punisher on Netflix. Um, I will tell you this. I fucking love it. I love John Barenthal. I think John Barenthal is one of the best actors in Hollywood right now. He's not done a movie that has been bad. He gets a small part in a movie and he fucking destroys it. There are no small part, or I'm sorry, there are no there are no small parts. There are only small actors. That's a saying in Hollywood. Hey, hey, I, how do I know this shit? I don't know. John Barenthal is no small actor. He's fantastic. He makes you feel the loss. That's what got me about this this series. Is uh, it could have been like the first episode. If you've seen the first episode, very violent. Punisher kicking ass. Punisher doing what Punisher does. It could have been thirteen episodes of that, and I'd be like, yeah. It wasn't. It was very emotional. You feel the loss of the Punisher's family, and they really dive into PTSD with a lot of soldiers. Uh, there's a, a certain soldier that, that really hits rock bottom. Maybe the Punishers hit rock bottom. I don't know. But there's so many facets to this. Now, I will say, um, I wish they had used a few more Marvel characters. Like, I wish they had referenced a, a few more incidents. Like, they talk about the incident, which is the in incident that happened in the Avengers. Uh, other than when you're in Karen Page's office and you see the headlines that have happened throughout the Marvel Universe or Marvel Cinematic Universe, you really wouldn't know unless you've seen Daredevil Season 2 where the Punisher's largely in. So if you have not seen Daredevil Season 2, you really need to, to get a little more insight of the Punisher. Um, I, I know a lot of people that are watching the Punisher right now that haven't watched any of the other Netflix series. Which is fine. You don't have to. And I do like that about the Punisher series. 
It's standalone. You don't need to know anything. It is a self-contained story. It's fantastic. The end was oh, the final episode, the very end, the uh, the epilogue, I guess you would say. I was a little, I don't know. I, I was I was a little torn about it. But I see what they're doing, and there's just there's just great things coming for this character and that actor. So so Marvel, Marvel basically did it again. But I will be doing a full review on a show coming up soon. Uh, the only thing I have in, in comic news is uh, Marvel named a new editor in chief, CB Kabluski. He's been around Marvel Comics for years. Uh, he's did a bunch of stuff. What can he do to right the ship in Marvel? Uh, Marvel is 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 kind of on a downside, if you ask me, as far as comic books are concerned. Um, right now, at a time where they should be their best, they're kind of sliding downhill. And cre- great creators are leaving co- to do to go do creator owned stuff. They're trying to get paid, man. We're all trying to get paid. So uh, Marvel needs to adopt this philosophy like DC, like Image did years ago, like Image still does. DC has adopted this philosophy. That's the reason they're getting grade A talent over at DC and Image. Uh, Marvel's going to have to do the same. That's the only way to right the ship. If you're going to get back to more creator-owned ideas, then that's what you're going to have to do. These artists and writers are going to have to come together, create great shit, push it, get Marvel to buy it, and 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 then everybody's happy. So you got a long road, uh, CB, but I hope you can write the ship. Marvel's one of my favorites. I'm a Marvel guy, uh, even though Batman's one of my favorite characters, but uh, there's, there's, there's still a lot to be done there. Um, okay. Comic Book Reviews. Comic book reviews. Here you go, man. This is what y'all been waiting for, right? The comic book reviews. I think this is where a lot of people go, yeah, I'm out. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars. I've been telling you guys for, I don't know, a couple years now that if you're a Star Wars fan, you're not reading these comic books, you're really missing out. If you want more of the universe, this is where you get it. It used to be. You could get the extended series novels, the extended story novels at like Walden Books or some shit, the little bitty paperback novels, and you could read more about these great characters. Well, now since Force Awakens, they've changed the universe a little bit. Some of those stories are not what they call canon. Okay, you hear fanboys talk about canon a lot. It means it's a cool story, but it's not really in our universe, and it really doesn't pertain to anything. The stuff that's going on in these comic books right now in Marvel, they are th- those ideas and characters are potential for movies in the future. And if you're not reading Doctor Afra, you're missing out on Ray's mom. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first, people. Ray's mom is Doctor Afra. I, I, I did it a couple shows ago. I told you why. It's the crazy fan theory show. Uh, and that's my crazy theory. I've seen no one else on the internet even talk about it. Uh, I Googled it, and I'm like, God damn, am I the only one? Awesome. So when it happens, y'all can all suck it, because I told you here first. But no, Dr. Off is an amazing comic, but we're going to talk about Star Wars 39 right now with Karen Gillan and Salvador LaRocca, colors by Guru FX. What a cool name, right? Guru FX. 
Uh, it's a digital coloring scheme. Don't. It's not a person. Uh, but Karen Gillen took took over for Jason Aaron, who's one of my favorite writers of all time. Gillen is uh, fantastic. Um, she knows these characters. She writes Dr. Offer right now. She's been on Darth Vader. So she's the perfect person to take this. All right. This, this story and this, this, this new story arc starting at 38 is, uh, the follow-up to the events of Rogue One when, uh, they hit it with the, the Death Star and it basically Jetta was shattered. I mean, Jetta's in a toilet bowl spin right now, man. Well, you've got uh, Sal Corinthians uh, soldiers, the Partisans. They're still fighting the Rebels because the Rebels are coming in. And I'm sorry, not the Rebels. The Empire's coming in and trying to harvest the Kyber Crystals. What are Kyber Crystals? You've, you're into comic books, you know. Kyber Crystals are what power Jedi's lightsabers. Okay, they're sentient crystals. Very, very important in Jedi lore. Very important, very powerful in 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 uh, the Star Wars mythos, so the rebels are there to keep the the empire from from harvesting these crystals. Well, you've got this guy, okay? You remember him from Rogue One? You should. He was in it. Um, his name's Ben Thick, and he's basically taking over for Saul Guerrero, and he's leading these partisans. And it's very cool to see. Their take on the war as opposed to Leia and Luke's take. They're basically like, look, war's ugly. We're probably going to lose, but we fight anyway. Whereas Leia is kind of like, hey, um, we're going to win the war. We're going to beat the we're going to beat the empire. Okay, you got to have hope. Very, far different look on these guys' face, especially now that their world's about to uh, be disintegrated. So uh, it's a very cool look, and, and it's it's a different ideology at war, and that's basically what Star Wars was. Star Wars, get it? See, it's even in the name. Um, uh, but it's cool to see how people react. Luke actually really kind of has a type of epiphany here, but it's very cool when he's taking out these Empire stormtroopers, and people see him with his lightsaber, and they they're like, "Are you a Jedi?" And Luke's kind of like. I'm trying. And it's kind of like these people have hope now. Uh, this is a great comic book. The only distraction here is the art. Salvador La Roca kind of takes this photographic approach to rendering the characters. And I'll be honest. Sometimes it looks cool. Other times you're like, whoa, what the fuck is that? And it's just like the symmetry's off and shit. I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, I really wish they would put a fantastic artist on this book it's the only thing holding this book back but uh star wars 39 if you've seen rogue one you're going to want to check this out uh i give it a 7.7 .7. i thought it was pretty good um all right i'm going to talk about two books real quick that are what i call indie books and you're like what's an indie book well i'm going to tell you blazing finner's going to tell you marvel dc are the big two okay we all know that Image is considered an indie book also because it's not one of the big two, but it's still a very big book. Uh, or, I'm sorry, a, a big company that got massive superstars, great artists, great content. Um, Valiant comics are a little bit lesser known. And you've heard me talk about Bloodshot and Exo Manowar on this show. And I'm going to talk about Exo Manowar right now. Exo Manowar, this is issue number nine. 
That dude is a bad motherfucker right there. Space Thor. Think of Space Thor. Um, he's got this armor that it's an alien armor that's basically chose him. Eric, they call him Eric of Earth because he was a Viking. Uh, this armor chose him. It's kept him alive. He's basically all of his life went from war to war to war. There was a big war on Earth. He took off and went to space. That's where this story takes place. He's in space. He becomes involved again because, uh, no, Thor's not. Marco said Thor is in space. Um, kind of, kind of not. He's in Asgard, uh, which is one of the nine realms. Okay, if you want to say they're in space, okay, they're in space. Uh Exo Man of War is like way out in space. Okay. He's, uh, he's kind of like, okay, he's like a Thor slash, I want to say Iron Man, but Eric's not very smart. Like, he's not a genius inventor or anything. He's a fucking Viking. He fights, he knows war, he wins wars. That's what he does. And he's got this armor that basically makes him fucking invincible. So he's went, he's found a wife, he has a child now, aliens, which is pretty cool. It's kind of like Captain Kirkish, I dig it. Um, but war has found him again. He gets involved in the war to save his wife, but of all the politics, the people that he chose to support were actually the bad guys. He's kind of won the war, but now all the tribes, uh, all these alien races that were living together, pretty harmonious until the war broke out it's now just the, the the economy's devastated people are starving and eric doesn't know what to do because he's a warrior okay he's not a diplomat he doesn't realize that you can't just pound shit until it works there's got to be some type of diplomacy and this is the, the in this issue he's struggling with that. So I thought that was very very cool to see the different sides of a hero. What makes a hero? Now what's really cool is some of the other factions that want Eric gone. They know they can't do it, so they get this guy. He's a bounty hunter, and this dude looks awesome. The art in this book is fantastic. Can you see that dude right there? He's a badass. Oh, let me see. See, look at it. Look at his helmet, dude. Look at the tusk. He's got a gun, big smoking gun. It looks awesome. Um, yeah, let's see. Who does artwork on this? He's guy so good. Is it Crane? Here it is. Hold on. Give me a second. God damn it. Uh, yes, Clayton Crane does the artwork on this. It's great. Valiant has some good artists. Uh, but no, uh, Exo Man War, I didn't give it a score. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. I think it's a fantastic read. It's been such a good story. You need to get in on the ground floor, but this is starting a new arc after the wars won, or was it? So, really, really cool. Uh, great art, great action, just a good story. The next one is by Valiant also, and this is Ninjack. Okay, this is number one. Okay, Ninjack is uh he's batman he's batman but he's british okay which if batman could be any cooler he would be british all right let's let's think about it. batman with a british accent yeah pretty dope um he is a ninja who has been trained by mi6 we don't know why but this number one issue is really diving into the history behind the ninja program 
that MI6 started implementing years ago, who trained them, what their names were, uh, how Ninjak, Ninjak basically got burned by MI6 several issues ago. So he's kind of like, he does jobs where he wants to. He's kind of like a bounty hunter. He gets paid uh, to take the jobs that he wants to. When MI6 need him, he takes jobs that he wants to take by MI6. Plus he gets to keep his eye on him because he knows some of them are crooked. Uh, this is someone is killing the past Ninjak uh, operatives. He's trying to find out why and if maybe he's next. This is uh, Christos Gage is a fantastic writer. He did the Daredevil Netflix series. Uh, he wrote that. He wrote seasons one and two. So he's fantastic. He's also wrote some comic books, but I can't uh, I can't remember what. But uh, Tomas Guerrillo, Guerrillo, is a amazing artist. He was on Exo Man of War before Clayton Crane. Exo Man of War, Ninjak, great, great, great comic books, man. Get in on Ninjak. He's like, I don't know why, but I feel like he's like the coolest spy, the English spy there ever was. Like nobody compares to him. Like. 007, fucking forget it, dude. Ninjak would whoop your ass. He's got all these gadgets. He uses technology, but he's a ninja. Really cool. There's a lot of violence, a lot of blood. Uh, and this dude's just ice cold, man. Like, But it, but then in a way, he's not. So uh, he's a great character. I highly, highly recommend these two books, man. Uh, but they're not my pick of the week. What's the pick of the week, then? Oh, my God. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> That's what the stinger is on the on the audio version. Anyway, uh, I digress, literally. Uh, Doomsday Clock, number one. Jeff Johns. Uh, shit. Frank. Uh, God. This dude. I love this dude's artwork. Gary Frank. Yeah, Gary Frank. Yeah, I didn't even read it. Gary Frank. Um... Jeff Johns is amazing. We all know this. They have been teasing the Watchmen entering the DC Universe for over a year now. Um, we had it in Rebirth Zero, which was my only number 10 that I've ever given on this show. That issue was utterly fantastic, written by Jeff Johns. Um, Gary Frank... Uh, his art is beautiful. It's amazing. He's done several, several great comic books. But this this is not only getting more into the Watchmen entering the DCU. It is actually a sequel. It is a direct sequel to the Watchmen miniseries. The highly critically acclaimed uh, Alan Moore Watchmen. Okay. This is seven years later we find The Watchmen. Now, we know Rorschach, which was a lot of people's favorite Watchmen, died at the end of, end, end, of the, end of the series, end of the movie, whatever. Well, Rorschach's back, or is he? I don't know. What's cool about this is you get to find out what's happened to the world that they lived in after the alien invasion, and we get to in, we get introduced to two new characters, and I gotta tell you, I think they're both going to be awesome. But one of them is fucking dope. He's called the Mime, and he's totally insane. 
He's very Joker-ish, okay? All these Watchmen characters are based on DC characters, like D-list DC characters. Uh, I won't get into it, but if you haven't read The Watchmen, you really need to because this Doomsday Clock is fantastic. Uh, it's going to be 12 issues. It's going to be a slow read. It's not Superman. They're either looking for Superman or Dr. Manhattan. I haven't figured it out yet. I think they're looking for Superman. But it would lead you to believe they're looking for Dr. Manhattan because they keep talking about God. And Dr. Manhattan is basically a God. If you've seen the movie, read the comic, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. That's the reason it's hard for me to recommend this book to new readers because if you haven't read The Watchmen, you haven't read Rebirth Zero, you haven't read The Button with Flash and Batman, you might be a little lost. But you're missing out on great art and fantastic storytelling. Jeff Johns, some of the panels in this book even look like the original Watchmen story. So, man, I'm telling you, I'm really excited for this book. It did not disappoint me. I know some people were a little disappointed because it was a little slow. I'm cool with it because of all the little nuggets of Easter eggs that they left in this book for a comic fan like me. Um, Doomsday Clock, a nine. I'm giving it a nine. I thought it was great. Again, the art is fantastic. It's going to be a 12-issue series, so it's going to be a little bit of a slow burn. But you're going to want to be there for the end. I, get, I bet you these last three issues of this series are going to be fan-fucking-tastic. I bet the whole story as an arc is going to be great. Jeff Johns don't know how to do it any better or, or any different, guys. He's that good of a story writer. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything he's ever written that I didn't like. He made me a Green Lantern fan with the Sinistro Wars. I mean, I was like... What is this? I don't read Green Lantern. This is stupid. Green Lantern's... No. Sinistro Wars were fantastic. Jeff Johns made me a fan of that. He'll make me a fan of this, too. Uh, but, no, you really need to check out Doomsday Clock. Uh, and, guys, that's it. That's all I got. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate everybody joining in on a Monday. I know Mondays suck. Hey, but now we've kind of nerded out a little bit. We could chill, eat dinner with the family, you can catch them up on all the comic and movie news that uh, you can act like you know a lot of shit. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, man, check it out. Oh, I didn't show you. But that's that's the cover. The end is here. Uh, that This cover is kind of like the, um, the protesters from the first series. Uh, like, there's a lot of that sprinkled in this book, man. Uh, if you've read The Watchmen, you're going to want to read this. You really are. You may love it. You may not. Some people are like, you shouldn't be touching The Watchmen. It's a classic. Fuck you, man. All classics can be improved upon. I don't give a shit who you are. Uh, and The Watchmen wasn't that great. That's right. I fucking said it. It was great up until the end, and you got aliens invading. Uh, I thought the movie did it better. Ah, you want to suck on something? Zack Snyder did it better. Ah, how you like them apples? Um, yeah, I think he did do it better, honestly. I'll do a show about it. I don't give a shit why the movie is better than the original comic book. Because it was. Um, so anyway, but I did like the comic. I really did. The comedian's fantastic. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan plays him in the movie. So if you're interested in not reading the comic book, but you want to watch the movie, watch the movie. It can get you on par for this book. But you're going to want to see it, guys. Uh, I know I've kind of harped on it, but I, I, I do think it's going to be something special. Like, you can't say that a lot about 12, a lot of 12-issue runs 
But I think with this creative team, I mean, this is one of the best creative teams in comics, guys. One of the best in comics. Okay? Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. It doesn't get any better now. I mean, I really, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, maybe not this good. Mm, yeah, I said it. Sorry. Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, friends of the show. Sorry, guys. Uh, but this is this is a this is a fucking this is a this is a knockout. This is a home run right here, guys. Uh, but yeah, hey, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, man, it smells really good. Uh, I put a turkey breast in the oven. Me and my wife are going to kind of have a little. Uh, since I had to work, I had to work on the fire department Thanksgiving Day. We didn't get to have Thanksgiving, so we're going to have it tonight. And uh, guys, thank you a lot for joining in. Leave a review. It really helped me out. And I'm going to read it on the show. I'm going to start going through them and reading them uh, and make them funny. You know, make them funny. I, I'll read the, I definitely read the funny ones. But uh, thanks, guys. Um, I really, 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 I, I mean, I, I'm being sincere when I say this. Um, I love doing this. I love podcasting. I love talking about this stuff. I love that these guys are in the chat. I love it if you're listening on iTunes on your way to work, cutting your grass in the gym. Uh, it just it makes me happy. It makes me happy when I read that people are buying comic books again. It just makes me happy. And uh, I want to thank you guys for that. Thank you so much. Uh, it was actually one of the things I was thankful for on Thanksgiving. So thank you guys again for joining in. Thank you for leaving your reviews, giving me your support all these years, or maybe just for one show. It doesn't make any difference. Your family to me. Thanks a lot. And guys, be your fucking self. There's no other person you should be. Uh, be yourself, man. You don't want to be like everybody else. Just do what you like to do. Love what you like. Love who you want to love. It doesn't make any difference. Life's too fucking short, man. The world is crazy. Be happy. Be yourself. Guys, with that, treat people like you would want to be treated yourself. And uh, for that, Blazing Defenders out. Thanks, guys. Love you. Peace. Peace.